Hey, what's going on, man? What's hey, going what's on, up? everybody? What is up? What is up? What is up, people? It's good. It's good to be back, guys, and it's good to do another Carbonite Bounty BS with me and the nerds. Um, you know, it's kind of a special one. This is really, um, you know, a culmination of and what people think, um, you know, George Lucas's greatest vision, his greatest project ever. So uh, glad to be here with you guys. Before we even get into that, uh, let's let DP let you guys let us know where to find us at. Nerdsidecopedia.com, people, make sure that you are going on our site and clicking on all our links on, on our or your favorite social media platform at Nerdsidecopedia. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and also on Instagram. If you are watching us on YouTube, make sure you are hitting that subscribe button and also that notification button. So anytime that we're on, yet you know that we're on. Um, leave us some feedback, nurse at nerdsidecopedia.com. We love getting that feedback from you guys. If you are listening to us on your smartphone, on your car, you know, on your way to work or on your way back from work, we are on Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. And most of all, you know, if you're on Facebook, um, join our Facebook group. We got that Carbonite Bounty BS Facebook group where you get your favorite memes. You see us live, you know, every time we're coming every Wednesday at 10 um, and we're just doing it. Well said, well said. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's funny, you know, this journey we've been on as, as a team here on the channel and, you know, all the stuff we've covered, I think, to uh, go over this original trilogy you know if you will or the original i mean we'll just call it star wars i mean it, it, it's been great to to really talk about it with you guys to go over with dp who was a year ago a resident neutral to basically now and a he had no idea he, he did no idea you know, you know fast forward a year later and he's a resident star wars nerd like us so it's funny you know who knew who knew who knew <laughs> But yeah, just kind of getting into the, uh, you know, their first thoughts on it. We'll start with you, uh, uh, Tarkin. What was your thoughts here as we discuss our, uh, you know, review of Return of the Jedi? So I started watching this and the first thing I, first thing I wanted to, wanted to get into my mind was this, this was it. Like when this movie came out, this was the end. This was the, there wasn't any, there wasn't any Clone Wars. There weren't any comics. There weren't any EU. There was nothing. This was the end. This was the final battle between Luke and Darth Vader. And I remember the thing that actually caught me, caught my ear and eye was the revelation that Leia was Luke's sister. <laughs> I remember watching that in the theater and I go, Mind what? blown. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> because remember, 1983. There, there was no internet, social media. I mean, you found out things by the uh, newspaper, TV, and people talking, like actual <laughs> conversations with people. You didn't have rumor mill. You didn't have all this other stuff. So when you learned about the facts, Yoda's dead. Leia's Luke's sister. Darth Vader is Luke's father and Leia's father. I mean, these were all like huge fissures in in nerd land. I mean, these were giant, giant revelations that really you couldn't you couldn't get any other way except sitting in that movie theater for two hours and fifteen minutes. Right. Anyway, all that aside, um, I wanted to share this with you. I watched <laughs> it a couple different ways. Okay, laserdisc. 
Does everybody know what these are? <laughs> he brought out the laser disc. Wow. So this, this I watched first. This is just 4-3 ratio Return of the Jedi. Un, unblemished, untarnished, just the original film. Okay, I watched it this way. You lost a lot of, you lost some background stuff a little bit. Some of the space battles weren't as good, but still legit copy. Like if you can get this, watch it. This is important. <laughs> now, special widescreen edition. <laughs> nine, babes. This was, this was legit. You brought this home and watched it. You were like, damn, on, a, on like a, on a 24 inch TV. This was the, <laughs> this was it. Okay, this is how you watched it. So I watched it here. <laughs> and then I watched the Disney version. And I was talking to DP about the Disney version. And maybe, Team Mitch, maybe you can help me. So one scene, and I know I'm, I'm sort of, there was just a lot of things that went through my mind while I was watching this. But the scene where Luke breaks into the Jabba's palace, walks down the stairs. Did you see Sebulba walk across the stairway before Luke got there? Uh, now that you say that, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it after this. There was a Doug. There was a Doug. It was a, an especially dangerous Doug. And I know they live a long time, and Anakin didn't kill him in the pod race. And I swear to God, Disney said, well, we have all the money in the world, and we're just going to take our digital version, and we're going to put Savolba in there for no apparent reason, because I never remembered seeing it. So yeah. Go back and check that out. Let me know if I've lost my mind because I could be, I could have lost my mind. But I right know before Luke yeah. walks down the stairs, Sebulba walks across the stairway. It's been edited a few times, I believe. There is the edit in the 90s, early 2000s, where I bought the uh, the gold and the silver that was the widescreen and the full screen, like you're saying. I bought yep. those. And then recently, since it's 4K, Disney on the Disney Plus version, I think they re-edited it and re-refined it again. So and, that and, might be the one you're talking about. They might have done that because and did some stuff. So all that being said, I mean, this re kind of I just want to call it a, a you know, just a rewatch for me right. and <clears throat> getting back into the basic timeline that this was the end. There wasn't going to be any more. There wasn't any one, two, three. There wasn't any six, seven, eight or uh, seven, eight, nine. This was the end of the story. Um, great movie from the beginning to the end. You saw we saw the emperor for the first time in the flesh, in the, in the decayed flesh, yeah. however you want to call it. You saw Darth Vader like taking real command and being a boss, right, and really inflicting some terror over his people. So I think it was the first time where he was actually not just angry at the rebellion but he was he was pissed at his own people because they weren't on schedule i mean there were a lot of things and you you know when your boss wants you to get something done in, in a certain amount of time and you can't because you don't have the resources that's legit that's a real thing yeah um a lot of things that i pull i i hearkened back to rogue one when i saw mon mothba and and the, yeah. and the whole original you know, get the plans for the first Death Star. Well, we learned so much from that battle that this next one, I think we got a leg up. And now <laughs> we know that they're disadvantaged because they're not done, they're not complete, but they do have this bomb shield that's covering them. So that's the 
That's the attack. We got to go to Endor, blow up the shield generator, make peace with the Ewoks. Please <laughs> let's make peace with the Ewoks. For God's sakes, Hitch ain't here. Jar Jar ain't that bad. Ewoks, <laughs> on the other hand, look out for those bad boys. The Ewoks will take you out. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, for me, it's a great ending to a to a to a great story, a strong, powerful uh, story with a lot of great characters, a great ending, and it really ended. So the end really ended with the the funeral of Darth Vader, with the coming together of the gang again in celebration, and then we saw great CG special effects: Obi Wan, Anakin Skywalker, and Yoda coming back as ghosts, one with the Force. Luke arms around his sister. His sister? Really? He kissed her. He kissed, he kissed <laughs> twice on the lips. So anyway, great, great revisit to a super story. I loved it. Um, and that that's, I mean, it's a Ken out of Ken. Yeah, you oh, of course. Knew, you knew it was going to be a Ken out of Ken. Of course, yeah. You know, that's a mandatory thing right there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I'll off 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 mic. I was talking with um Ken and um I'm really it, it's it's better than I remember. So I haven't seen this movie in a, in a while, and you know as I'm watching this, I'm knowing I'm gonna like like the um the the New Hope and um um Empire Strikes Back and everything. So Return of the Jedi for me was like, all right, so I know I'm going to get like, you know, some good resolution, you know, with like Luke and, you know, Luke and his, his father. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm going to get Ewoks. All I kept thinking was Ewoks, 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 you know, <laughs> like half the movie's going to be spent with Ewoks. And it wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm sitting up here like, okay, it was much better. Much better than I, I I remembered. Much better than um I've, I've heard. You know, um, some people complain about like this was like the weakest part of the trilogy and everything because of the Ewoks and stuff. Um, if you watch them all and binge watch, or you know, just watch them all in like you know succession, like how we did, um, it's a really good succinct story from beginning to end, beginning to end. And this particular episode was very very well plotted. You know, I mean, you understood everybody's motivation, where everybody was going to go um, and where the end of the story was going to end up being. So I appreciated that. I mean, sure, like, you know, you don't have the greatest of dialogue and everything, but I mean, it was the 70s and mm -hmm. it was it was what it was and everything. So um, the thing that struck me the most was that Harrison Ford and um, General Pal you know, Palpatine, um, Ian, you know, Mc what's what is his name? Ian McDermott. It, it, yeah, Ian McDermott. They probably had the most um, charisma out of any actors in the movie, you mm. know. <laughs> so, um, to, to, Lando, to, don't forget Billy D. Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy D. Yeah, he he did his thing, he, but not more than like you know Harrison and um um you know um uh, McDermott. You know he um they they both did like just crazy crazy good. Um, Luke, eh, I, I I'll say this about Luke, he's the one, but. <laughs> his his he, he, just uh, to 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 really emote and actually make that that character believable in this particular movie was so so for me you know yeah um I do I do I'm very impressed 
now that we've seen like the um the Mandalorian, I'm sorry, um Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian mm-hmm. to agree, but especially especially Book of Boba Fett, those couple episodes, how well they they adapted or um the the to make the likeness out of you know Mark Hamill, how that how that just it was seamless because I'm sitting here looking at you know Luke back then. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. He looks mm-hmm. they did a really excellent job in Book of Boba Fett. You know, with like the um the likeness the image of you know Mark Hamill as the um you know the younger Luke back then. You know, with his all black garb and everything. I love the black garb and all that. Um, love the the fight scenes, the fight scenes between him and um Darth Vader. Those were excellent, excellent, excellent. And you know, John Williams came out with the emotional you know um you know music and everything when it came to like you know rising um and and um you know before before you know uh. Darth, you know, got his, you know, hand, you know, taken off. Um, the ending for me was better than I expected. It sort of actually had me a little emotional because I'm like, wow, this is, but maybe they had me emotional because I, I watched all these Clone Wars, Rebels, and now we're seeing like, okay, this is, this is the end. You know, the Empire has been defeated because mm-hmm. I've been against the Empire for so long ever since um, um, Phantom Menace. <laughs> You know, all the way right to up till now, you know, after spending so much time in this universe, um, finally, you know, the Empire, you know, has been defeated. The Emperor is is gone, you know, as we know for right now. Um, but it's, it's, you know, everybody was partying at the end. You know, we've seen all these flip, flip to different um, geog- geographical settings and everybody was just happy, which was really great to see, you know, out of this. Me, 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 me coming from, like I said, where I came from and watching all this stuff, you know, in the universe and everything, it, it really resonated with me. And then at the end, of course, you get um, the very, very thing and um, you get like the Anakin, um, Obi-Wan and also Yoda right there that just capped it off. You know, that was just like, wow, this if, if it had to end, if Star Wars had to end right here, it was a very good ending. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Yeah, I echo what both of you guys said. I mean, it definitely was, wasn't was the best kind of way to end a trilogy, but it, it had its points. I mean, the, the <coughs> sequencing in it I thought was great. Um, it was a, it, and the thing about all three of these movies were, you know, as we discussed this so many times, so many directors have a hard time making a movie from start to finish, let alone a trilogy. In each of these movies, literally, you can watch for a solo film and rate it. And I think that's the biggest problem we have with Star Wars is these last, you know, these sequel trilogies and in these post sequel trilogies, if you will, or prequels. Um, when they make these stories so stretched out, they don't have an ending in the beginning. So even when we rate these and, you know, I feel as if Marvel kind of their whole universe, sometimes they, they get it wrong. But, you know, these movies nowadays, you can't watch as a standalone film. So when we rate these and, and we get to the sequel trilogy again, as harsh as it is, like, it's hard to rate this movie as an individual movie because they don't really have that finite beginning, middle, and end. The ending is kind of like uh, it's rushed or it's too open or it's too open for interpretation. With these movies here, I mean, like, we discussed each one of them to in length. They have, like, your beginning, your middle, and a solid ending that you can be like, man, you can go in this as a neutral, as DP would say, and watch it and just watch the film as a film itself. Looking back at the prequels, I really don't think I can watch one of them and be like, oh, like, and catch on, you know what I mean, as we watch it. So, 
Yeah. It just goes back to, you know, storytelling 101 and, you know, where we went, you know, fast forward this to, to now. I mean, as we see these correctional rewrites and these Disney Plus series and even the Clone Wars and stuff we went over, it seems like it's getting back to the roots of things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what a phenomenal way to end, you know, what we thought of the, the end of Star Wars the most in most people's eyes. And and think about it, like what you said, T. Mitch, like the prequel, the only one that you could watch as just just a single movie is Phantom Menace. Right. Because it did have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A beginning and then it had an end and it was it was it was thematic. Right. And I think that was because Lucas was. In it. Yeah. Yeah. That's before he got real sick. Yeah, the last two he was kind of like iffy with the. Yeah, he was it. Yeah, exactly. And and it just like Phantom Menace would be the only one of the prequels that you could watch just as a single film and be like, okay, that that was okay. I liked it or I hated it. Right. I don't like Jar Jar. I do like Jar Jar. (laughs) You know, so who knows? But, um, you know, that was the only one that really had that sort of thematic like what what, what you what we're used to the the conflict and the battle and then the end and the celebration you know um and the one so in return of the jedi so i was watching it and i thought man the sarlacc pit i cannot wait because now we're going to see that belly fill up right we're going to see that belly fill up how many how many weak ways went down there I mean, <laughs> five, six, and Boba Fett. I mean, that sucker was full. Like, and and for what, six, seven years? I mean, what was the what was the timeline there between Return of the Jedi and Book of Boba Fett? Uh, that's a little bit of time. And I kept. I, that's what I kept relating back to. Like every time I saw Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi, I thought, man, he's looking at that throne, going, "How am I going to get that?" <laughs> I'm gonna run all this. I'm gonna run all this someday. So they it was very powerful for me to see that because now it was like new. Like these stories weren't ending. There was gonna be more. And I didn't know that back then, but I know that now. So it was like a great revisit for me to see all this stuff, the way they the way Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian really went back and took all the the character and took all the set design and took all the themes and really brought them up to the mod to, to, to today so we could connect everything together. Uh, it's, a, it's a five year time jump. Five years. So he's in his belly for five years or not necessarily, but it's so some that's period of time. Five years. That's, that's crazy. You know, not, not, now I get it. The Sarlacc pick. I mean, watching that scene, I'm like, nah, I get it. Now you now you get it because even the special edition, like the Disney Plus version, because in the original, like the first one I showed you guys, the four three version, that Sarlacc was nothing. It wasn't doing anything. <laughs> there weren't any tentacles. There was no mouth. It was just really? a hole. What? Yeah, it was just a hole, and the and everyone was going down in the hole, and the, you didn't know what it was. Then in the like the special edition. They digitized it. They put tentacles in, and they made yeah. the tongue come out, and like, what? oh yeah. wow! The only interaction you had with the Sarlacc was when it, it had Lando by the leg. That was it. Other than that, you didn't know that thing was nothing. You didn't know what it was. So <laughs> that's crazy. It's crazy. I'm see. I I I don't. I I can't remember. 
I, I don't know the difference. So I'm seeing all this as like, you know, fresh eyes and stuff. And it seems it's, it's just seeming all in sync for me, you know, but, but like I said, I, I get it, you know, and seeing the start, the Sarlacc pick again and, um, but, you know, book of Boba Fett and seeing him escape that I'm like, okay, that's a great continuation of a story right there. Yeah, you, you get it <laughs> because you see what that thing was. It was like, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, um, it's it's uh, the 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 um, what what else what else with that the um, like Harrison Ford he did his thing in this movie, you know he was um, you know yeah. very yeah. very 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 charismatic, and um, him thinking I think at the time he thought this he really wanted to 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 have him his character get killed off, but they never yeah. they never you know did yeah. it. and I could see why you know he's he's a likable, lovable character in, in the movie mm-hmm. and everything, you know, you don't want him to like, you know, die or whatever, you know, and, um, Leia, poor Leia, like I was texting you guys earlier, poor Leia, you know, at the beginning, they pretty much had her in like, you know, just, you know, a string, string, a string, a string, 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 yeah, string, <laughs> spaghetti the whole time, you know, I heard she complained about that, but you know, she, I guess relented at the point in time, you know, her adult yeah. self probably would have never allowed it, but, you know, her younger self just felt that she had to to, to do that. Well, but, I think um, it was uncomfortable. I mean, it was metal. Yeah. And she was like probably cold and she was cold and naked at the same time, you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, she she was she was fun to look at, you know. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it was just crazy how you know how that and, and like T Mitch was saying, um, you really can't watch this movie as a standalone without Okay, you I you need to watch at least Return of the Jedi. I'm sorry, um, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and then really go back and watch A New Hope just to get the whole context of what's going on in this movie, which I think is okay because if you're telling the story and if your intentions are telling like episode episodic natures of it, then yeah, you could probably stretch out the story to um to what they did. You know, Lucas decided he was going to do three movies. Now I can't tell if he wanted to have Luke be his sister at the beginning, you know, of um, A New Hope. You didn't really have any type of um, telegraphing, you know, at that point in time. I'm sure they made decisions um, at that, you know, going across like the movies to 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 make it more dramatic and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure though he had Darth, you know, Darth Vader being his father at that that very beginning, you know, um, at the at the beginning of the. Um, um, during a new a new hope, you know, I'm sure he probably had that at least in the back of his mind. Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, as, as we all think about, like, you know, in life in general, like the, the things if we sat down with George Lucas, we would ask because I, I, I always go through that. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners and viewers do like all the time. I'd be, you know, I just wonder, like, if I had 10 minutes with him or, you know, X amount of questions that I can ask him, like, what would what would those questions be? How would that conversation go? Because, you know. Obviously, there's so much he's going to tell you because he's gag ordered, you know, based on a six billion dollar purchase he made. So he's only going to tell you so much of what he really meant. But, um, yeah, you know, just where I really want to know truly where his vision went. I know it changed. Um, and as the EU was created in the expanded universe and legacy content and, and things like that, you know, what? really was your true vision for the future well think about think about what was popular in the 70s and the 80s like think about the films people were really going to right 
so what sort of d occurred to me was like do you guys ever see uh force 10 from navarro it's no. a it's a it's a world war ii movie john wayne's in it there's all kind of like so they embed american soldiers into nazi germany to destroy this giant mountain that has these huge cannons built into it that the nazis are going to like basically eliminate every battleship ever so so they implant lando they implant leia c-3po and r2d2 and luke into this underworld and they have how they did that we don't know it just happened right what <laughs> it just happened so everyone liked this spy espionage type of film that was really popular at the time war movies and this was basically a war movie and it was you know a space opera a space war movie so these were all i mean we're talking like black ops here you know leia was way far embedded into this into this world right as a bounty hunter who knew mm. right she was great she walked in with with chewy oh chewy oh i'm sorry i forgot about him chewbacca was embedded too nobody knew mm. how did they ever know they would never know right so lucas took the things that the public wanted and they were watching and they were going to see these films and he put this into his stuff and it was just it was dynamite yeah. it was dynamite and it just looked great on the screen and nobody expected it um and i think i think you can take you can take any of these films and watch them and get a charge out of them i mean yeah. i think you can yeah. you can watch them and know who our heroes are who our villains are yeah and what the what the tension is what the tension and conflict yeah. is yeah. yeah and i think you can watch them and enjoy them and then when you realize damn there's like there's like a there's like a one and a two. Oh, okay i'm gonna watch those now you know? yeah so 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 great point because while you have like um why while while like i said in my opinion i'm not you know i don't want to speak for t mitch but you know this this story this return of the jedi not being really looked at as like a standalone you have to you know watch the other two i do agree um you you get a clear cut by watching this by itself you get a clear cut rendition of who's the villain who's the you know heroes of the story everything is right there so if that's your basis of coming into the story because really they just drop us into like you know them escaping um or you know rescuing you know han and then escaping you know the um you know jabba's place and everything you know and you realize that off the bat that jabba's the bad guy and mm -hmm. then you see our heroes come and rescue him like yep. okay who's these people okay yeah i'm going for them you know and if you're cool with that you know then yes you can ride the rest of the story without actually having to you know um mine like the other two actually the other two would just be a bonus for you because you'll learn like more background flashbacks yeah. if you want to call it of like you know uh, of the story so yes in, in that context yes I, I i i want more from my story but i can see what you're what, what you're talking about as far as that so dp you just create a great point right so we're saying that you can watch the third film in a trilogy first and that allows you to go back because i feel like we're too busy stuck in these current films mm -hmm. and then the prequels are just like a train wreck like you know what i mean like 
what if they, when they write these trilogies, you release the final film? I mean, it'd be hard, I guess, to do, but then go back in time. So put your eggs in the last know, one first. Yeah, put your eggs in the basket. Because based on what you're telling me, what you're seeing, the third one sets up the first two. I mean, okay. New Hope was good, but yeah. you know, when you watch this now and you go back, it gives you that, you know, that, that further emphasis to want to watch it. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's basically the difference between linear story and, you know, non-linear storytelling and everything. You know, Lucas chose to, I guess, deal with, with the stories he told in linear, you know, um, where we're, we're actually going in non-linear stuff when we talk about like Clone Wars and Rebels and everything, you know, going backwards and stuff and, who knows where things are going to happen like in the future we we haven't even broached that yet but um but the 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 um the tradition of star wars is linear storytelling you know going right. forward always moving forward to stuff you know um I, and and i think when lucas decided he wanted to fill in those gaps with like the sequel trilogy it still told like a linear story but it had to go all the way back just to fill in. And actually, he created a situation for himself where a lot of other younger, you know, generations of Star Wars fans jumped on. Because while we may think, you know, the the the, the prequel trilogies were, if you want to call, call them quote unquote a train wreck, they think these those were like, you know, the those were their new hopes. Those were their return of the Jedi's and stuff. Right. You know, um, they're looking at the the prequel stuff is like, okay, I come up with this. I came up on this as a kid, you know. So when I watch like um um you know the uh, a new hope return of Jedi, those are just bonus stuff for me because still telling the story in a linear fashion because they saw those, you know, growing up. So yeah, they right. saw those first. Yeah, yeah, they saw those first. And they saw them when they were they were most impressionable too. Yeah, yes. But, so, but DP DP, this goes to the same point. What is the cult classic? What is the one T-shirt that you see everybody wearing out of that show, out of that series? Out of the prequel stuff? Yes, I always see it. I always see a kid, whether it's on a TV show, whether it's on the street. Everybody always has a Revenge of the Sith shirt, which is oh, the third. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's always yeah, they, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You always find that T-shirt, whether it's in like your Stranger Things '80s. It's always that shirt. We yeah. see Revenge of the Sith. It always yeah. catches the eye. Yeah. And then you go back to watch Clone Wars. You go back to watch The Phantom right. Menace. But mm -hmm. it seems like that third one is, you know, that's, that's the one. That, that's where Darth Vader was created. Right. right. Yeah. And that's the most important part of this is yeah. Darth Vader has, he has to be. He has to happen. So how does that happen? We have to see that. Um, and then... Of course, he has kids, but then, but you know, we we can move on from that. But Darth Vader, we have to see how Darth Vader is created or how he's energized um, to really make this whole thing work. Because mm -hmm. nobody really cares about Phantom Menace, mm -hmm. right? And I'll be the first to say it's very preachy, it's very political, because mm -hmm. that's the old Republic, and that's what we needed to see. We needed to see right. To make this all kind of start, we needed to see this Republic fall and the Empire and the Emperor come up from the dust. And and then we needed to see Darth Vader created. I, I, I wonder if uh, if it was a patience thing back then, because I know it probably I think it was with me because all I was waiting for was, OK, when is this guy going to turn into Darth Vader? Do I really yeah. have to see him watch? 
you watch him grow up and you know be a kid pod racing you know with the pod racer right like what like uh, and then i have to wait like six six seven years or whatever before he becomes dark data are you serious you know yeah. i have to wait uh a whole nother i have to endure an attack of the uh, clones because i had no interest in that you know back then but i still being a nerd went to see it in the theaters thinking yeah. okay it's star wars so maybe they'll entertain me oh he's not turning dark vader yet mm. not yet <laughs> not yet not yet, not yet. <laughs> so it just and then revenge of the sith finally okay so he's finally going i know he's going to turn the darth vader his move because they said he was and he know, did and he did for five minutes you know uh-huh. <laughs> but the but you you go back and watch okay so i see what lucas is trying to do you appreciate it more because you're more mature you're more into like you know the story and everything and you see why he told the story the way he told it was and and i think um the one thing that consistent thing lucas always said star wars is is a um is a is a story for kids it's for kids you know so as you keep developing these properties year after year, we may get older, but it's still kids being born into this, you know? Right, yeah. So it's going to be something. <laughs> it's going to be another maybe Phantom Menace coming out soon. <laughs> you know, they've already, they've already done that. To capture those kids, you know, that's trying yeah. to get on board. And then, yeah, I mean, and they may not like it. But that'll be our that's going to be our hot take for our review of the sequel trilogy. And to be honest, as we as you discuss that about generations and catering to, that's really where they where it went off the wheels is you just cater to you try to capture an audience that didn't exist, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, DP, you're on board. And then when we go to episode seven, you're just going to sit there and it was the best out of them, arguably. But I mean. It's I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking, yeah. now that I'm talking this out, I'm wondering what generation of kids are going to say, like, okay, I love seven, eight, nine. That's what I grew up on. But, but the, the, way, none of, I don't, but the problem, the problem was, if you think financially how this project has played out, nobody has because who went to see those movies? It was us. The idea yeah. of seven, eight, nine was to capture our kids, our generation. My kids didn't see it. My kids yeah. didn't care. And they you know, you're, you're talking about theater stuff, but these shows, these 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 um movies are reran on TNT, TBS all the time. So. But, but that's us watching it. I don't think kids watch that. I, I, I guarantee that. You're don't. not a kid. I I don't know. But that, and, that's what I'm saying. I, I think none of the, if you look none at of this, the, none of the new movies can you watch and just watch the film. Correct. Because there's really no there's no beginning and end. They no, they right. leave you with like this, this giant hole. Yeah, I could agree with that. I could I could agree. I but but to 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 T Mitch's point, um, one of the as I was doing like the convention, you know, a while back, Steel City and everything, one of the most popular characters. I mean, of course, you had like a bunch of Star Wars characters and everything, but it was just amazing how Ray was like still popular, you know, after all this, after you know, years of mm. of, of of um not having Ray, like, you know Ray Palpatine. We'll get into that, man. We're going to get into that. We're going to get Ray, into Ray, that. Ray is is Ray is what it what she is. You know, you know the the they they love her. You know, she's a indelible figure. She's a in, keeper. Like, she's in, a keeper. Yeah, she's yeah, she's, she's a, a she's a she's a great actress. She did a great job. Yeah, but um, the character we're not talking yeah. about so much. Um, Daisy Ridley and everything. The character from the um from from, oh, from what they interpret her as far as the movies. 
um from like comics to um to to i'm sure they're going to come out with some sort of animated stuff with with them three you know at some point she's, she's coming back did you if you guys have been reading the 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 um press releases that she signed on, so there will be a. I mean, other... I, I, and, and of course, because the, all these big time actors, they realize that not enough movies are um going around for them. You know, to act in. Well, think. I mean, think about it though. As you're saying, DP, and you always talked about this. How long does it take to make a motion picture? Nine months filming, and then three months editing. Plus, you have to do your tours. These Disney Plus series, is these actors are on set for what? 10 weeks, 12 weeks. So you get paid similar money now to, as we're seeing these checks roll out and you're only on set for 12 weeks instead of a whole year. And you have to fly to Dubai to here to there. And you're, yeah. you know, a lot of this stuff is done in house and in, in local sets. So, mm-hmm. um, but more than anything, you got um, movie theaters nowadays. You're only going to see, you're only going, you're only going to the show to see like a blockbuster other than that. Right. If you're going to the show for other movies, you really have to be a cinephile to go see like non-spectacle blockbusters and stuff, you know, Um, with the pandemic and everything going on. Most people, the only movies I've seen like in the past two years, I should say, is probably Shang-Chi, Black Widow, the Batman, the Batman and Spider-Man. I haven't seen anything outside of genre, you know, superhero you know, sci-fi genre type stuff, you know, not no romantic comedies, not any type of, um, you know, horror movies or anything like that. I'm not going to see anything else besides superhero or Star Wars stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's, yeah, that's another great point. I mean, as we're discussing this and, you know, and you you touch on it, the origin of Darth Vader, it's great how we can have these discussions with everybody, ourselves included. And yet we roll into, you know, the, the beginning of that story of, Darth Vader, you know, as we go into Obi-Wan. So it's really good how we have this discussion today. And then it's going to roll directly into a scene as we found out a young Vader as he becomes, you know, uh, basically a Sith apprentice at this point, because he's so young. He's still learning his body. I guess he's still in a meditation. So he still has physical scarring. So I think this will be that's a great segue into it. And and if anything, this Obi-Wan series kind of uh, is at 3.5, if you will, that we were we were kind of asking about as three ended, you know, it's like that little bit of extra that you wanted that maybe we didn't get. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for that. Very excited to see where, where that takes us, you know, into four five and six. And then, you know, I guess this would be our 6.5 is this, this whole era we're in now. Um, very interesting. I don't know if you guys caught it as we're in this discussion, but uh, Cameron Monaghan was just at galaxy's edge. As you know, he's, a big he's a man yeah, if he a, ever became if he ever got in a series or a movie uh man so his character on the game fallen order cal kestis yes is a canon character they just so it'll come out for i believe it might be out now but uh his lightsaber that broken one that's cool in the game is the next legacy lightsaber sold at galaxy's edge so i can tell you that he's been in talks with lucasfilm about that would where be cool. he'll fall in. Okay. He's in this timeline. So okay. I, oh, that would be awesome if he showed up in wow. Wow. I mean, he's he's in the timeline of Obi-Wan. He was there. That's his timeline. Yeah. Um and he's one of the Jedi that are hunted by the Inquisitors. So yeah, this is his this is his timeline. It, it's kind of weird they released those photos today about mm-hmm. him being there and his lightsaber coming out with the show coming out and mm-hmm. and the obviously, you know, celebrations coming up. So 
I, it, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of coincidental because you know Disney doesn't leak things like that and let things come out public. But yeah. you know that's kind of funny as we we talk about this young Vader journey. And DP, I know you talk about finite things, so I want to get you and Ken's um, kind of uh, thoughts on this. With us doing this series and learning about a young Vader, and I, I know I've asked for it. Do you think this will be enough? You know, as we just finish up episode six. If we do the Obi-Wan series, do we need a Vader series still? Because I know it's something I wanted, but, you know, we I believe we'll see him on Mustafar here. Yeah, and... Definitely need a deep dive into Vader. You think? Like, yeah, I want to see. So Obi-Wan leaves him on the on the shores of Mustafar. I want to see that. I want to see that that part. I want to see the Emperor working with his apprentice, you know, I just want to see that that timeline, however many years that is. The training, the because he's got to pull him back. He's got to mentally rebuild him and he's got to physically rebuild him. Right. I mean, he's basically he's just a torso and a head. I mean, there's nothing there. He has to bring him back. I want to see that that relationship. I mean, how powerful would that be? That'd be a really interesting thing. I, I'm I'm trying to just figure out how compelling it would be because you just right. got evil with evil, you know. And yeah. like, but, but that's I, I, I'm great. I understand. I, 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 I now, now if they had the balls to tell that type of story, I'm all in. You know, I'm all in. I'm 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 game. You know, tell that story. You know, but I'm I'm just trying to figure out how compelling it would be when you know um, when you have him just slowly descend to that dark side um yeah. and he just keeps going that route and what is that happy it's it's okay if you're talking about storytelling one-on-one and it has to have a happy ending where's a happy ending in that we know where Darth vader is going we know how evil he can be so when you tell that story it's going to be nothing but sadness you know throughout like the whole thing unless they unless uh, unless they could tell some sort of side story or something that sort of like you know bridges that you know maybe uh, uh, a younger Anakin you know well, um, there's as... always going to be conflict there's always going to be him and he's always going to be thinking about his wife he's always going to be thinking about his son that he knows he I mean he knows she was pregnant right and he knows he right it, you know well, he maybe knows that happened to, to fill in those gaps um I, I'd just be interested to see how they would do it. <laughs> so so we, would we get flashbacks? Would we get flashbacks of like him and Padme, like their relationship? Right. So that would be positive. That would make you now happy, you know right? What, you know, you know what, Ken? I can I can dig that because I think I think um, if you tell that type of story, I think you could tell it better than how it was told back in the yeah. prequel back in the prequel trilogy. When with um you know the actors and actresses being a lot better act uh, I, I think I, I I just think that a lot better dialogue could be written for them you know maybe right. if you just put Filoni on it I mean just throw him in there you know and just have right. him do the thing you know do his do his magic and everything but I think I think I think you might have something there if you if you tell it tell it like that yeah I think and that's the thing I've always discussed I always wanted to see Sith stories but as you're saying. I mean, it literally has to be an all-out, almost like uh, the kind of uh, the Batman. You're kind of like a anti-hero type because you can't have, like you're saying, some just like dark story where they just have to. I mean, they can. You know, you had your Rogue One ending to where there was, you know, your kamikaze type 
sacrifice for the greater good, but in the Sith, there is no really sacrifice for the greater good necessarily. Um, you know, so yeah, it would be an interesting, you know, take, which would be leading to another interesting series. You know, I don't know how, as you're saying, you'd pull that off if they were to go a Obi-Wan season two and they would just give him kind of like they did with the, uh, Book of Boba, maybe give Vader his three episodes, kind of like we done with Din, kind of taking his two episodes during the series, and maybe run with it like that, may pull it off, but yeah, to give him his own show, now that I think about it, it would have to be half flashback, and then, you know, then we're rewriting, as, as DP says, and we don't want to do that, we're rewriting the past, and and retconning things, and so, yeah. Well, I mean, that... you, you can still add elements, because there's spots and stuff that the, the sequel trilogy, the sequel trilogies didn't tell, you know, so <laughs> just tell some of those more intimate type, you know, moments that him and Padme may have had that are better written, <laughs> you know, that um you could get Maybe better, better acting. Yeah, better so, attitude yeah. and <laughs> better perspective. Do you think there needs to be a deeper dive into the jealousy of Obi-Wan as he kind of loses her? Because remember, there was like the love triangle, right? Mm-hmm. You think they dive into that a little more and kind of, because I mean, who knows? I mean, this this guy's broken. He lost his girlfriend. He lost his best friend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his girlfriend who he thought he was going to get got pregnant. I mean, this guy is just like he's broken. You know, so as, as we said, we lead into that this series. You know, I think the only time he smiled was the Force Ghost that you know Luke didn't get to see as they were happy of, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of Return of the Jedi, which turn his eye, turn his head there and everything, huh? That's interesting. Yeah. That is super interesting because, as we know, Luke couldn't see Force Ghost. So did he? You know, he senses him. That's the only thing that kind of opens a weird door. Who left my a sour taste? You know, yeah. as you see the end of Return of the Jedi. That's that's being, I guess, nit nit nitpicky. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah, nitpicky now. It wasn't nitpicky then because obviously we didn't understand the fact right. of not being right. able to see Force Ghost and this and that. So yeah, yeah. You know, who, who was in that original spot before Anakin? I forgot who. Sebastian Shaw. Huh. Okay. So he was the he was the original face of Vader when Luke took his helmet off. Yeah. Luke took Darth Vader's helmet off on the uh, on the Death Star mm-hmm. moments before it was, was destroyed. It was a British actor, Sebastian Shaw, who he I mean he was he was wor- uh, well he was renowned in that na- and internationally. He was a Shakespearean actor. I mean he had a very he was up there with James Earl Jones. So the way they cast this character of Darth Vader, there were multiple people that made this thing live. Mm-hmm. So if you watch one of the two versions that I watched, you see Alec Guinness, Sebastian Shaw, and Yoda as the the ghosts. And then in the yeah. special edition, they well, the, uh, uh, what the hell did they call it? wasn't special edition it was the it was remastered uh, remastered they put you know what when one one two and three came out revenge of the sith came out they put anakin i mean they put yeah. uh hayden that's Christ. when uh they let i think who forgot him thx made those those remastered ones that's when like thx was like the big thing in yeah. cinema and in doing it yeah so so if you see the see the original cut of return of the jedi you'll see the original faces that were this mm-hmm these these folks empire strikes back to ian mcdearmond was not the face of the emperor originally and i don't know who it was who was the hologram but it really? wasn't, yeah it wasn't him okay. huh. they redid him they redid the movies and they they 
they put him in as the face of the emperor. So in Return of the Jedi, it was Ian McDiarmid that was the emperor, but in Empire Strikes Back, it wasn't. It's a different. It was a different actor. I don't know what the cat's name was that did the hologram. Version. What about those? Um, though that end scene, the little montage scenes with them going like back and forth from different areas with everybody cheering and stuff. That looked like digitally enhanced. Yeah, that and that there. wasn't there. That wasn't. Uh, that was never there. there. Yeah. All we saw was we saw the Ewoks mm-hmm. celebrating. We saw, yeah, we saw that in the fireworks at, on the planet there, and okay. and that was it. That was I it. Mean, okay. We saw a very brief, quick cut to Coruscant where they were pulling the statue down of the emperor. And that was it in the original cut. Now in the special edition or the digitally remastered, you know, whatever they cut to Tatooine to Coruscant, they cut to multiple other planets and scenes of celebrating. But in the original, it was just, it was just uh, Endor and a quick cut to uh, Coruscant. Interesting, interesting. So, real quick, I just want to make sure we don't forget to talk about the Rancor. Yeah. The Rancor <laughs> ties together yeah. the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so Luke kills the Rancor. Terrible. Nice. Terrible. Because <laughs> here's this creature that really isn't as bad as we think it is. Oh, right, right, right. It's just pissed off. And do we know why the Rancor Keeper, why he's so sad? This is a, this is a test. I want the biggest nerd out there that's listening to us to, <laughs> to text back, message back. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm from the... Nerd, the nerd encyclopedia, guys. Yeah, right. I want to know if anybody knows why the Rancor Keeper is so sad that his pet has been killed. It's a real, it's a real question with a real answer. And if anybody can text that, that back to me, I'm going to throw you, um, I don't know, something. A no prize. As Stanley used to say, you know, <laughs> you'll, you'll get a big nerd, uh, some sort of big nerd vote or something. I want to hear, <laughs> I want to hear somebody say what the answer is. Cause I know what the answer is and it's for real. All right, that's the mm. teaser for next. Yeah. You've heard everybody has heard it here, so right. definitely. Um, as we finish this off real quick, um, as you said, the the thing I took away from this is that final battle. I mean, you know, the raids and Luke. I mean, how about that lightsaber action, the strokes? I mean, the, you know, he's you yeah. know he's striking down on his father, yeah. and then you know it's that last that you know. That that was kind of pure emotion. I seen him through like the whole trilogy. Let me stop. That's, you know, and that's that's where I really, as you said, DP. That's where kind of like it gets lost, and then this whole aura of the legend of Luke Skywalker begins because, like, you know, nobody really. There's no recollection of him, and this is kind of where it's into the air of this uh, wasn't even this. You okay. know what I mean? This wasn't this wasn't even in a full powered, you know, Luke yeah. Skywalker. Yeah. They, I mean, at this time, they're calling yeah. him a Jedi Knight. He's not a Jedi Knight yet. He's still like not a raw Padawan, you know? Um, so, you know, this is yet like... They titled, they titled Return of the Jedi, you know? Yeah. This is it right here, huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a return of, I mean, uh, I guess a, a, lost, uh, a lost society, you know, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, yeah. yeah it's, but yeah, I mean, that, that emotion towards that final fight was, as you said, that kind of saved the movie for me. I mean, that was like... 
you know, well, the didn't action. You, didn't you like when, when R2 jettisoned the handle up into course, the air? Yeah, right? You were like, and it was, I mean, it was like right out of the gate. It was the first time you saw a lightsaber in the movie, first of all. Right. And then it was, he was doing his thing. I mean, it was a great, I mean, he, he, he held his own. It was one, one dude against an army. I mean, there wasn't really anyone helping him. And didn't they change that scene on Jabba's ship? From the original to the ones we've seen, right? When he kind of like hits the backpack of of Boba and he kind of spirals into the Sarlacc. Was that the same scene throughout, or did they change a little bit of that? No, that that was the same. When uh, when Han backs up, he's like Boba Fett. Boba <laughs> Fett, where? And he backs up and he hits his jetpack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's been that way forever. Mm-hmm. But oh, you God. never knew. Now we know. Now we know, right? We know what that whole relationship was, and we know what happened next. So, Return of the Jedi is a great watch for someone that loves the new, yeah, universe, yeah. right? You know, the new, like the Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian. I mean, watch Return of the Jedi because you're going to see where all this comes together. And, and, and as we said, you know, with everybody watching this and reviewing this with us, this ties right into the Obi-Wan series because this is really the, oh, the birth. Wait. Yeah, this is going to be the birth of Darth Vader. And then we see really the end, the culmination of, of Vader's legacy, as you will, um, and his rebirth into Anakin. So it's kind of like that whole finite circle, as we said, storytelling, as, as DP always says. And, and how, you know, no matter how Lucas spins his prism, his Rubik's Cube, the colors always match up. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, you know, I can't get over how right these stories automatically just tie into yeah. every time you spin this cube, it literally, the colors find a way to match up. And I, you know, we, we talk about, you know, how big the Marvel cinematic universe is and, and how sometimes we feel like it may be getting stretched in certain places, but the star Wars story out of that little core, we can spin it so many times and it's always the same colors regardless. They, they have that story group, that star Wars story group. They, they, that's the end all, that's the beginning, middle and the end. The, you know, if you're going to tell, if you're going to come in, in the universe and tell a story, you have to go put everything through the story group first and make sure it makes sense because that's the most important thing. If I think, if I get from any fans that watch this thing and, you know, I have been with this thing for so long, it has to make sense. Mm-hmm. Because the universe is what it is. Until they start telling stories in the future, you know, everything that you're going to deal with with these different timelines has to make sense um, from from um, from each one thing to a next. It's amazing how they they flip it, it because they have comics, they have like the cartoons, they have like the video game stuff. It all has to still make sense. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny. I was just in a comic book shop two days ago and um. Uh, real big comic book guy. It was raving about that High Republic comic. I guess they uh, delayed the second edition till next year. He said, but uh, I guess that uh, comic for the High Republic is a really, really good read. So, yeah, for all our all, all our reviewers out there who still read, please keep reading and definitely check out that High Republic comic. But uh, before we get into where we're going for the next couple of weeks here, as far as some of our things moving forward, um, I just want to give a, a couple minutes to our guy uh, DP who has his own sci-fi project going on. And just for our newer viewers here who don't understand, could you just go give us a couple minutes of what you have going on personally and, and, and kind of delve into that? 
yeah the theme of thieves people so make sure that um you know if you if you're if you've been watching me for so long i've been like you know on uh, writing comics i'm a comic writer um i have a project uh, with my man dan ekis and um alex zf um it's called the theme of thieves it's about two teens and a mysterious man in a red suit who travel back in time and they're traveling through time to try to solve the mystery of why people are disappearing in a presence um so that's the premise um i've got some really good you know deep dive stuff in like politics i have how disappearing um people random really disappearing people affect like religion how it affects like you know society um in the meantime just like having like you know hijinks and adventures um if you like lost if you like the wire if you like quantum leap which is like three of my favorite shows of all time this is what my comic series is um, a mixture of so um you can go to themeofthese.com and basically um purchase first issue i got the second issue coming out soon so you'll be able to purchase that soon enough themeofthese.com i will have that in the link after we are done appreciate it yeah i mean i know i think we all read that first i i remember when i was up talking to you when i read that first one man you know i'm not going to spoil it for anybody because i want everybody to support it but i mean for somebody, I I, didn't, I couldn't believe you wrote that, man. You know, I know you're talented, but that that was really, really, really good. That's just not me tooting your horn, you know. Giving, I'm just giving in your flowers because I really, really, really enjoyed it. And you know, I mean, it's it's Appreciate nice to see that, you know, fellow nerds, you know, we all can follow our dreams. You know, I, I know a lot of times we talked about, you know, in our circle about like, you know, why if we were to deep fake a Star Wars, if we were to rewrite our own, you know, kind of script, you know, what it would be like. And that's the fun thing about, you know. Neurocyclopedia, Carbonite Bounty BS, any of our different platforms we talk about things on is it's that discussion we have, but we it gives us the ability to dream, right? I mean, that's what yeah. Lucas wanted us to be a, yep. a story about family, a story about, you know, yep. friendship, but also the ability to dream and, and to, to, to go overcome these things as we saw Luke did, you know, yeah. and his father overcoming his, mm-hmm. you know, and it's whether it be political, whether it be religion, you know, regardless of how you view these, I mean, it's, a person overcoming sacrifice, you know, Anakin, you know, made a terrible decision. You know, some people say he killed his wife, drove it aside sadness, whatever, but he had to live with that. And, you know, as we find out at the end, there's always redemption, even when there's, when there's mm-hmm. loss. So, you know, I, I, you know, this star Wars story and what we talk about it this is the first time I was going over it. It, it really is like the basis for modern sci-fi is this was really that just Ken said transcended time. And it still does. It's, I, 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 it's like I said the last um the last podcast we you know we were near um uh Empire I you, you see like a lot of tropes you see a lot of the tropes that started from this I see where it came from you know the um the the way the like the bad guys act the way that they overcome certain things you know the heroes overcome certain things and sure it was always in elements and storytelling right. you know period but Star Wars I see specifically um, I'm thinking, I just in back of my mind, I'm thinking like Transformers, the movie, how much they yeah. bit off Star Wars to to tell that, that to that to, with Unicron and um, Optimus and like Rodimus Prime. He was like the the Luke Skywalker of that story yeah. and like the um, the Junkions and all that crazy stuff. It was it was um, how how a lot of cartoons have took those basic elements of Star Wars from Thundercats, Silverhawk. You know all all those all, all those cartoons from the 80s and really took all their cues from star wars you know mm-hmm. the the hero's journey um and the villain's plight you know right. and at the end you know the hero always wins yep. you know there's always like a a, a, a lesson to be taught 
you know, um, um, within those elements. So, yeah, it was a um, it was a great way to start off the 80s, you know, with the Star Wars starting in like, you know, 77. Um, but and, and to just carry like that whole decade period. Yeah, and remember, Lucas wasn't really making anything up. He was just putting everything that we already knew into a different context. Yeah, that's what, what every great storyteller does, like bites off of different stuff and just puts it into the gumbo. Yep. yep. Why reinvent the wheel when it's already there? I mean, you can just put that that wheel into a different yet yeah, context. You could just so he took a Western. He took the old West. He took the, um, you know, as as, uh, um, you know, our, you know, uh, we like to say the, the the cliffhangers, the, you know, the, the that th that type of genre and put it in outer space and right. outer space is neutral. Yeah. Outer space doesn't, isn't racist. It's not, it's not in any way against anyone because of their beliefs. Mm -hmm. Outer space is completely neutral, right? Do anything and still tell your story and have it relate. hundred percent. And as long as you have the basis of what we live on, good, evil decisions, decisions that are made mm -hmm. i mean you could have a story and mm -hmm. and and he, that's that's all he did he just wanted to take a take a story and sort of inject it with new new life and he and he did i mean lucas did something that i don't think any other story writer has ever been able to accomplish and everyone everyone that followed and and preceded him is just running along his same path i mean as far as and, and i'm talking from a i'm i'm devoted i mean there isn't anything about star wars that i will ever tell you is bad that's just that's just the way i am i came into it you know you guys brought me in as the i don't want to say super fan because i don't i don't know everything but i do i was there at the beginning when this thing was born yeah so you got you got a great perspective of it. Yeah, for me, this is, you know, I just want to see everything work. I want to see it fit. I want to see it make sense. I don't want anyone talking bad about it because it's like my family. <laughs> you know, it's like my it's like my heart. So when I hear people say, "I hated Phantom Menace," I want to know why. Why? Yeah. It's Star Wars, and it really has the same vibe as original Star Wars and the new Star Wars. And, and, you know, and it really hurt me to think, you know what? I really don't think he should have killed Han. But, yeah, you know, whatever. And I don't know who Ben is, but, you know, whatever. Chewie's I think there. I think that'll be interesting, Ken, I think. I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, Those are going to be some interesting reviews. I'm just I'll too. I'm just too emotional about the whole thing. So you know, you can't wait. It's the sequel trilogy coming up, guys. It's it's, it's going to be yes. Yeah. You heard it. We're hearing. <laughs> I'm telling you now, guys. I'm not. There's there will be. I will not hold back. <laughs> there's can't no wait. Can't wait. I, I can't. I can't wait to watch. And you know, I'll just be honest. Seven. Seven's going to be good. I like seven. Seven, I was sold within the first five minutes, and we'll figure out why. But the first five minutes made the movie for me, and then after that, we kind of forgot what made it cool, in my uh -huh. opinion. You know? 
you see something and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be it, and then like that's it, mm. you know. But uh, yeah, you, you've heard it from DP. You know, we're diving into the in most people's eyes the most controversial, you know, the most controversial part of Star Wars, the Disney Star Wars, as you will, the full Disney. This is Disney's right. I mean, you know, they've changed the scripts. It's been duly noted and and it's been proven that they rewrote scripts they've changed george's ideas so this is you know disney's sword to fall on so as you heard from dp guys we're going to dive into episode seven um you know and we'll go from there next week next yeah. week next week guys definitely um answer ken's question somebody please to win this this Rancor Keeper, why was he so upset? The only time we saw tears in Star Wars, he cried. That's you guys' homework for next week. I want to know. Someone got to tell me. Definitely, definitely. And until next week, guys, this is the way. This is the way. way. We don't, we don't, we don't have our um. Shout out to um, Still City Hitch in the house. You know, Still. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>